welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Nearly said I'm Olivia Taylor then. Really? We've been just wishing too much time together, clearly. Urge too much. <laughs> it happens to the best of us, Lucy. Don't worry about it. How are you this week, Olivia? Well, I'm a little bit um, husky of the voice. You are. As you can maybe glean okay. from my... I don't think people will be able to notice such a deep voice. <laughs> I did say to you, don't worry, it'll be like our sexiest episode. But I, you're not as husky as maybe I would have hoped. No, are you telling me that I'm not as sexy as I think I am? <laughs> I would never tell you that. Okay, good. Keep it that way. But yeah, so you've been ill. Yeah, I've been poorly. A bit poorly. Um, and I actually had a day off work. <laughs> which <laughs> alert brings me... I can't tell. That means it though. That means you're definitely ill. Yeah, I can't tell you. Like, having a day off work ill brings me so much anxiety that it's just almost not worth having the day off. About like not getting your work done or about like what, like how you'll be perceived or what? It's more about perception. Yeah. Even though everyone is like, it's nothing to do with the people at work. It's all in my mind. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's all in my mind and I'm projecting this whole thing yeah and I just worry about it oh yeah yeah yeah. no I I do the thing as if I ever have to like call in sick or whatever where I make myself like worried sick about the bit where I have to like do the calling in yeah or whatever or like sending it even just sending a text or whatever I used to like send a text to my boss and then just like flip my phone off and like put it on airplane and go back to sleep because I was like then it's done well we then I was like but what if um they like answer back and they're like and you have to come in it's like no they're never gonna do no they're not (laughs) We, well, we we have like um, a, a policy um, mm-hmm. where you have to have a phone call. Yeah, well, uh, my, my new work is that. This is my old work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know how often that is kind of like... Do you call done. though like your actual bosses or, or because you work for a big company, do you call like a sick line? Because that exists as well in some places. Oh no, I, I just call my line manager who's okay. also my friend. Well, I text yeah. my friend who's mm-hmm. my line manager and say... Can't do it. Yeah. Can't commit Well, obviously try not to but I li- I didn't sl- this is so boring to talk about being sick <laughs> but I just didn't sleep the whole night and then I ended up you know when you can't sleep and you just do weird things like you're sort of slipping in and out of consciousness oh God, yeah. and you're having all these like wacky dreams yeah. and um then I kept like going on like writing weird notes to myself and making loads of cups of tea <laughs> and then going on YouTube and I fell down this YouTube you definitely got in a hole because you sent a link being like this is my life now and it was like to some bizarro like YouTube channel I didn't even invest in it because I was like I, I, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. not I'm not there Olivia that's no. for you <laughs> No, I was so there. And I did realise that after the fact when no one replied to it. Because I was like, oh, this is just me, like, on my on my sick day. But, um, no, I, I fell down this rabbit hole of um, watching... I think it was, like, Refinery29, or maybe there's a few other ones, where um, it's, it's YouTube videos about people making food in tiny apartments. Oh, that sounds quite nice it is really nice i do love watching like people making food videos okay well you'll really enjoy it because it's it's always like oh this um really important head chef makes i don't know like um tuscan chicken in a tiny brooklyn apartment (laughs) of course couldn't do it in a big room (laughs) at all it wouldn't Um, be the same um, and, but it's like it's not only that it's a small kitchen it's like they have no bits so they uh, don't they're like they go and they're like oh my restricted. god there's no um there's no spatula i'm gonna have to use this smashed coaster or i don't know 
um, so authentic but when you've like got a fever it's honestly like so the answer soothing. to your prayers yeah, yeah. Food, food programs are generally soothing my um little sister and her boyfriend my housemate Mm. uh introduced me this like a couple of weeks ago to they always watch this uh guy from bon appetit and he's called brad i think it's leone and he like does loads of pickling yeah and they're, like dead into pickling anyway so and he's like just the sweetest like nicest man like on the world and he just does all this really like nice earnest pickling and Aww. it's and he's dead like funny because he's sort of like a bit klutzy and it's like really really good i would recommend that as like a food watching thing because izzy makes her own kimchi doesn't she she does what well, she has i think it's the first time she did it she's but been known to kimchi she's been known to kimchi yeah and it, it's really good kimchi oh my god i love do you love kimchi, kimchi? have to come around and have some kimchi anything, it's really good anything vinegar yeah well exactly the same it. acid give yeah. it to me oh yeah speaking of well um here we go on my on my sick day i i transitioned from refinery 29 small apartment food videos <laughs> to watching all of salt fat acid heat yes. and i thought for ages that it was like it i thought which might be the concept of another new great spin-off show okay well tm 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 yeah i thought that um the the concept of it was that it was a cooking competition with like oh. civilian chefs and that she was the judge oh. and that people had to make meals that comprised of all those four elements oh but what you learnt actually is that all meals should comprise of all of those elements in a sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, a lot of good meals yeah well-rounded um, meals but that's what i thought it oh, it was it's so different to that it's different to, it's it's a bit more like chef's table like it's quite um yeah documentary yeah sort definitely of style. yeah 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 it's um, great great program really really enjoyed watching yeah that. she is such a babe and I she's love her. lovely yeah she's a great like earnest ton about all the foods mm. and having loads of nice pots on her walls yeah and i've watched um any like youtube video with her in being like this is how you make some anything buttermilk chicken or something mm, i'm of like course. all over yeah. like, all over that so um yeah i mean i haven't even asked you yet what are you longing and living for? I mean, you've been probably living for some cough drops, but... Uh... Yeah, I do have my packet of um, strepsils here. Um, be... Some ASMR for you there. <laughs> that I'm making my merry way through, and um, I've had about 18 cups of tea. But um, I am, this week, living for um, a couple of social media accounts that oh, I wanted I to shout so out. So on brand? Yeah. So on brand. On brand. On brand. <laughs> so the first one is, um, which I know that you'll already know about, mm-hmm. but um, it was recommended to us by a friend and it is called, it's an Instagram account and it's called Celine Dion on the job. So good. It's so, so good. good. So the, the conceit, the premise <laughs> of this Instagram account is that Celine Dion works in retail now. <laughs> And it's all like, it's all just Instagrams of like her daily gripes working. It is brilliant. Working in retail. And it's honestly the funniest (laughs) conflation of like things that Celine Dion might say and things that just a bit of a fucked off person working in retail would say. Um, It's so, so funny. So I would highly recommend that you follow it. I love anything that like sort of satires retail because... um, I used to work in retail quite like for a couple of years or whatever. And um, I just think it's so funny. I literally, actually, interestingly, um, this week I watched, there's like a new Alan Partridge 
show going to be on. I know. So, well, which which you, I'm sure, know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have not, like, I've seen bits of Alan Partridge, but not loads. And my housemate Adam was like, oh, have you ever watched Scissored Isle? Which is a thing he did, like, a few years ago about how Britain was in, like, disrepair. And it was a Scissored Isle. Yes. So funny. So we were, he was like, let's watch it. So we watched it. There's a bit where he, like, goes to work in Tesco as, like, a working man, like, to find out what it's like to be, like, working yeah. retail. And it is just so funny like and it just does that perfect thing of like sort of bringing up all those bits about working in retail that are always hilarious to people who, who work in retail who can can look at it in that way yeah. i guess i love the conflation of like a parody celebrity account with something else weird that that goes along yeah. with like some kind of concept have you ever um have you ever seen kim kirkegaard no oh What's that? it's so funny so it <laughs> i mean i can imagine <laughs> so it, it's on it's on twitter and it mixes genuine kim kardashian tweets usually old right. old ones yeah. with true kirkegaard quotes <laughs> So it's like that's I, I should so be following that. It, I'm like just paraphrasing, but to give you yeah. like a flavour, it'll be like, oh my god, this new hot pink lipstick tastes like the despair of a thousand lonely nights or something. <laughs> um, very very good. So anyway, um, Celine Dion on the job. Yes, follow it now, especially if you care about Celine, which you should if you're listening to this. And um, my second one mm-hmm. is um, a Twitter one, yeah. and it is just pure and simple julia davis quotes oh and it comes with like a, a screen grab does it do a proper like screen grab with just a little like the quote on it yeah yeah love it love um it. so obviously julia davis off of nighty night and everything else that's good in the world fame um <laughs> joan and jerrica what else has she been in i just started listening to joan and jerrica because i hadn't listened to it yet which is really? a, a podcast by the way everybody and um you have been talking about it, and a couple of our friends have been talking about it as well and um, so i started listening to it the other week episode one while i was out on my lunch like walking around and I've been put off it, not because of the content of it, but because as I was like walking back to my office, all of a sudden my headphones just went like really loud in my ear, like a drilling noise. Like they just fucked up okay. and it freaked me out so much. Like, like you had it, demon headphones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> demon headphones. Was it sexy alien St. Vincent coming through the, oh coming through the earbuds? Do you know what? I think it might've been the day of that. <laughs> she was sending me a message straight to me, but, um, yeah, and it, it was horrible, so loud and really freaked me out that now I'm, I, I like turned off everything, blah, blah, and then later on, like put some music on or whatever, it was fine. But now I'm scared to go back to the episode because I'm like, what if it's that? I mean, I know it isn't. I mean, having listened to all of them, I can confirm that it isn't okay, that. I'll have so. to, I'll revisit on another platform, maybe not through the demon headphones. <laughs> demon headmaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great, good things, good shout outs to some nice social media things. What are you longing for? Um, well, this week I am longing for summer because I have just booked tickets to see Bikini Kill shit. at Brixton the Academy. Bed. I know. But don't shit your bed because it's so nice. Yeah, my bed's really nice. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely the, I think the most buzzing I've ever been. Yeah, that might be like the, the end of your life for you because I think that's going to be like the best thing. Peak. Yeah. That's peak you. Well, I went because I went the, the first time I saw Kathleen Hannah in the flesh was when I went to Leeds to see when she reformed the Julie Ruin right, yeah. a couple of years ago. And I went then, and we went again we went in again, Manchester. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen Bikini Kill because yeah. they were Not basically dis- disbanded yeah. from, I think maybe I was like 14 or 15 and they had already like broken up. Right, yeah. So I never had a chance to see them. So now is my absolute 
dream chance bon chance yeah um it'll be go. amazing i'm sure yeah and you will have the best time so that's I will. good yeah you should live for that when's that june or something yeah it's mid-june yeah so you've got a little while to wait but we have been having some nice weather which probably make you think a bit about summer and then thinking that you're closer to it than you are well it's on a tuesday which mm. is a bit hard for me because i don't live in london mm. can work from there but um I think it's going to basically work out that I take like three days off to go and see Bikini <laughs> Kill, which I think is fine. What what more could you want from a holiday? Nothing. No. So you'll be fine. Yeah. Have a great time. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so how's your week been? What are you um, living and longing for this week? Yeah, my week's been all right. I've been uh, pretty tired because I had another late night last weekend. This podcast makes me sound like an absolute party girl, but I am, which I am not. <laughs> not really. Or am I? Yeah. You, you Crazy can- little party girl. How I love you. <laughs> I know how I, I can party, but I also want to go to sleep. Um, uh, so I'm pretty tired, but I am longing in the sense of relaxation for a bath. I want to go home. I'm going home to my parents' house so I can have a nice bath. Can't you have a bath in, in your own? Can. Basically, a bath like in the bathroom here is like having an urban chic bath, which I quite like. Um, and used to have like a lot in Sheffield. I remember we used to call it like an urban chic bath, but that was because it was like a really grotty bathroom. We'd be like, oh yeah, it's kind of like an urban what chic, because we're we're, we're we're living an in urban, urban chic, chic bath. bath bath bath. Oh, it's your elongated vowels. I don't understand you. <laughs> I thought you said a stranger to you. I thought you said an urban chic bar, and I and, and I and I thought that I, th- I thought I thought chic bar was one word, and I <laughs> chic bar, and I thought am I really like. Not up on the new no. bath lingo, like oh my god, <laughs> bath lingo. I, I had the nicest chic bar last night. No, anyway, um, but what I really want is like, and my parents can have the really nice bath with like the window open, and I can see the countryside, and it's really nice. And I bet they're not on like a timed meter for like mm. so much hot water. No, they're no. not. Although to be fair, actually, their water does not get as hot as I need it to be all the time. Really, and I don't even like a really hot bath because I'm quite a hot person. But like, their water doesn't get hot enough. You have to do like um, do it a bit, sit in it, do a bit more, oh, so cool. it keeps warm. It's weird. That is yeah. weird. I tell my dad about it all the time. He's like, oh, whatever. So <laughs> he's penny pinching, which is fair enough. Um, yes, yeah, so that's what I'm longing for. What I'm longing for uh, this week and has given me life throughout the rest of the week was. Jared Leto's look at the Brits. Oh, I fancy <laughs> I him so much. I like, I just couldn't believe how gorgeous he looked and how like stunning his outfit was. And he looked like an absolute angel. And it made me, me and my little sister decide that we wanted to rewatch um, My So-Called Life. Yes. Which is obviously a great series, which everyone should watch. But if you didn't see the Brits, um, Jared Leto was wearing this just gorgeous, like sort of velvet suit sort of dark blue yes um with like a really red shoe like dorothy yeah um and um this like what would you call like that sort of like chest necklace piece was it a necklace or like a chest piece no, it's, it's, it's like a shirt is it a shirt i think it's a shirt it's but like it just looked chain mainly glittery but it, just, it just looked like a hundred it looked like a chandelier around his neck yeah and it was stunning and i just he gazed at us with those eyes and i was just like oh, he is so i love gorgeous. you so much yeah and i just think he's like a great person yeah and that gave me, uh, every time I was feeling a bit like, oh, when is this week going to end? I just remembered that outfit. Felt good. So did yeah. you watch The Brits? I did watch The Brits. I have to say, I was, my main, obviously going through, going in with what I'm disappointed about first, because welcome to me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when Pink closed the show, I was really mm. excited for that because I don't need to tell you why. Pink. Um, 
but she didn't do any of like the old songs. No, I know. So I was waiting for just like a pill the whole yeah, time. Yeah, we all. Yeah, and then it just never came, and instead she's just doing these like random ones that like she does on Ellen DeGeneres every yeah, one second. And I think a lot of people have said that, and initially I was like, oh come on, like you know she's gonna do the most recent ones, or she's gonna do like ones that are like a bit different or blah 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 because like they're her ones now. But actually, I was like, no, because she's there for like a, you know, what, like, what was it? Like, it was like a lifetime leg- achievement, yeah, legacy. It's like a legacy yeah. equivalent. Yeah. And, and so therefore, she should be doing the legacy that's what ones. I yeah, exactly. I, like, and I, so, I understand know. if she was just performing as like a normal. Yeah, act. exactly. Which is what I initially was like, oh, come on, like, let her no. off. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, no, don't. Yeah, let her it off. was like a 13 minute showcase. Mm. So I did expect for at least like three songs from the Misunderstood album to be on there. And yeah. I don't think any of them were. And also give us So What so we can pretend we're in second year of uni again. Really weird. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. So um, yeah, were there any other takeaways from the Brits? Um, Dua Lipa, absolute goddess. Yeah, she is an angel in, I was about to say, not not in disguise. No, she is, <laughs> she is not an out and proud angel. Out and proud angel. <laughs> um, yeah. Also who I really fancy, Shawn Mendes. I missed Shawn Mendes bits really? of like, um, I saw some pictures online, but you you were saying about how you fancy him loads. Yeah. And um, I love that. Did you see, I tweet, I retweeted Lizzo's yes, Twitter. I did see And when Shawn Mendes is just staring at her yeah. while she's doing She press. said something like, get get you a man who looks at you like Shawn Mendes looks at me or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that um, reminds yeah. me actually, mm-hmm. speaking of um, Twitter, a thing that's been going around the last couple of days on Twitter is um, the question, what is your most on-brand story like from your childhood that sort of tracks Um, to what you're like as an adult it's it's gone in some very hilarious responses from people what um what do you have what is mine well i've been thinking about it trying to think what when i've seen it on twitter i've been like what might mean what might mean i can't really think of anything apart from (laughs) when i was super young like oh maybe six or seven yeah uh my mom used to do that that classic thing like parents do where they like if you are just like being really naughty and stubborn you don't want to do something and a kid just sort of stays still like sits down whatever they just like walk off like yeah. a parent will just walk off and yeah. eventually a kid will be like oh my god no like 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 when you're in the supermarket yeah exactly exactly and my mom used to do this to me apparently all the time it's like she used to just leave me like squatted in the middle of the street and she used to like go off and she said once she like went off and like <laughs> walked really far away and thought that i would follow her yeah but i didn't Okay. Because that's how stubborn I am. Okay. <laughs> and I think that's probably speaks to and apparently I used to just constantly not like follow her. Classic anywhere. Taurus. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I don't know that I am that stubborn, but maybe I really am. I think maybe you are. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> that's all I can think of. I, I can't think of anything else right now, like on the spot, but what about you? What what do you think speaks what's a childhood thing that speaks to you? Oh, well, well <laughs> when I was really young um I used to if if my mum was like talking to her friend or like my nana or just anyone basically I would so it was like the age where I would still be carried around so maybe like two Mm -hmm. I don't know um and I would be being held by her and I would decide that I didn't want her to talk because I wanted to talk (laughs) but I couldn't like communicate that properly and also like i shouldn't really be communicating that anyway because it's just rude but i would i would put my hand over her mouth (laughs) and go shh don't speak don't speak don't speak (laughs) 
over and over again to just like get her to shut up so that I could talk. Oh my god, that's brilliant. But I would like do it in like not an aggressive way, like in quite like a like a like a disturbingly yeah. like soothing way. Oh. And I'd just be like, don't Hush, don't speak. Don't talk now. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And I would always do that, like, like, don't speak, don't speak. And I just didn't like people speaking when I hadn't, like, preordained that it could be done. Amazing. And I also used to really hate, like, you know, you know like, if you, like, get up and go to the bathroom when you're, like, a little, like, a little, little kid. Yeah. And if someone heard me do that, they would always, like, wake up to be like, what's going on? Yeah. And then I would always, I'd like, if they'd be like, Olivia, are you okay? And I'd be like, don't speak! Because I was like, you know, you know when you're like in, in your sleep and you're having like a being asleep going for a wee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be woken up. Yeah. I have that now. I like will just close my eyes and like zombie walk into the yeah. toilet. And I would be like so annoyed that they would <laughs> ask me like, are you okay? Well, I'm like going for my midnight wee. So but you just don't like people talking? No, ever. When it's not you? And your adult manifestation of that is the fact you've got yourself a podcast. Yeah, and I'm a <laughs> gobshite for life. Um, I'm going to get you that on a hoodie. So I may be horrendous, <laughs> but at least I'm self-aware. <laughs> also, a really key um, thing to discuss this week is that we're a week on from when we thought that we might be mentioned in The Guardian. That's right. And we have been. And we have been. We have been. It was, got a bean. It was so, so good. So that happened uh, last Friday or something, but I guess that'll be a different time in podcast upload yeah. land. But um, that was just so, so, so great. And it's meant that we have loads of new um, followers and loads of new, of new listeners from around the world. We do. We are <laughs> Mrs. and Mrs. Worldwide. So, uh, yeah, welcome. And thanks for listening and uh, for trusting the guardian which is great and uh, i think we should also thank uh the write-up in the guardian was really nice and it was yeah. very favorable obviously it was going to be favorable as a recommendation but it was very nice and i think it was um i think it was very true to what we want the podcast to be and how we hope it is perceived so yeah nice. i think i think i think that was nice we felt like our our plans and dreams for the podcast were being understood so that is really really nice and um that is like all over our social media so if you haven't seen it you'll be able to find it um on our instagram yeah, or i'll our put Twitter. it in the show notes as well because forevermore you know, <laughs> just link just link to it over and over and over yeah yeah so that's been really good so apart from reading the guardian article over and over and over what else have you been consuming media wise any tv bit um oh, well a couple of things so i started watching umbrella academy the ellen page mm. one that i was talking about last week hadn't gelled with it no I'll be i honest. saw a, a long trailer for it after you had talked about it last week and i went eh. <laughs> i was like maybe i won't be watching that i don't think it's up my um street no although there was um this there's this one part in it it doesn't give anything away but they're all in this house, all the like brothers and sisters and siblings. Yeah. And um, they all start dancing in like separate rooms to, you know, the song I Think We're Alone Now. Oh, yeah. Banger. And um, Ellen Page dances to it and it is really great and everyone dances to it. And it reminded me of when I was younger. Um, one of my girlfriends would always sing that song to me. <laughs> amazing i know <laughs> romance i just realized i said one of my girlfriends like i had more than one girlfriend at the same time i'm not that lucky so no, you... <laughs> it was just the one not but, that much of a lothario but it um Yet. 
it did it did remind me um of that which was oh that's cute you know when like when you're like you watch something or you see something and then it just brings back a memory that you haven't had in like yeah i don't know like over 10 years or something yeah um, and it was like that and i was like oh that's God. nice yeah i'm old having yeah. like a <laughs> i'm old 12 year old memory of that but um yeah it was funny so i i watched that i might finish it we'll see but okay um at work i've been doing a little bit of work around um well rupaul's drag race uk but also um a new show that we have just bought from fox called pose oh yeah and it's a new um i don't know whether it's already out in america yet but it's a new ryan murphy um series um the guy who did glee and mm-hmm. what else has he done ryan murphy i don't know six Gle- feet under uh, oh really yeah oh, okay cool um, yeah, didn't realize they were linked yeah anyway just mm-hmm. a bunch of other bits but um also i've just seen because i was looking at a picture of um jared leto yeah, and it was good for you. there's quite a lot of pictures of mel c that also come up and is that because like she's a doppelganger because they kind of look like they could be brother and sister oh my god they do yeah yeah well maybe maybe um <laughs> sidetrack so um yeah so by ryan murphy off of glee and um it's about vogue balls and drag queens in the late 80s oh, in america that sounds so good and yeah so i watched um most of the pilot the pilot episode is really long it's like an hour and 20 minutes oh, wow. um but i watched like a good chunk of it um today at work and um it, it seems really good okay. like it'll be that's, really good that's exciting to look forward to definitely yeah so that'll be coming out fascinated by that whole scene and like the history of that and stuff so cool to see like some yeah. tv set in it so i think that's coming out in march on bbc2 okay. and it'll be a series stack on iplayer so you'll be able to Great. watch it that way love a stack yeah stack of pancakes <laughs> oh yeah when is pancake day uh march the fifth or something like that oh, okay it's like late this year because it's easter's late isn't yeah. it yeah so it's always like what 40 days 40 nights before easter yeah i keep thinking right? i really want a pancake is it a leap year this year <laughs> no when when are we getting one um next yeah is that when we can propose to each other yeah well we will have been podcast girlfriends for about a year then so probably be about right the time will be right yeah Yeah. okay great um yeah um so that's kind of what i've been uh watching watching Mm -hmm. have you been watching anything yeah well i've got two good watches well i went to the cinema which unfortunately you could not come to because you were supposed to come you were too poorly um and i went to see if beale street could talk and could he uh, <laughs> Beale Street would not shut up, <laughs> and I loved it. Were you like, don't speak, don't speak, <laughs> hush, Beale Street, hush, just be hush quiet now. Beale Street. <laughs> so, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a film based on a novel of the same name by James Baldwin, who is a great queer writer. Have you ever read any James Baldwin? Giovanni's Room. No. Oh, that is. Oh. You've got to borrow that. That is have like got it? seminal. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, I love that. Yeah, you'll have it. She'll have one. Um, and uh, it's yeah. So it's based on that story. Um, and the film was directed by Barry Jenkins, who directed Moonlight, which you have oh, seen. Yeah, which is that. like a stunning film, one of the best films I've seen in the past couple of years, a few years. Don't know when that came out. Um, and I was, it was, I was very like excited to see this and everything. Uh, and it it delivered really absolutely delivered so what what's kind of like the what's the setup so the sort of basic premise is that it's like sort of it's basically a love story between um a couple who uh the man gets uh falsely imprisoned and the 
woman is like carrying his baby uh but only finds out like after he's like been taken into custody and they're like a young african-american couple so there's a lot of like racial tension discussed in it as well as like it being like a love story between them Mm. um and it just plays out in this like because it's barry jenkins and if you've seen any barry jenkins you know that he loves to play with like music and light and color and stuff and it plays out in this beautiful setting of like loads of soaring music and like like there was in moonlight as well loads of sort of violin soaring music pierced with like like sudden light and like really like bold uses of like primary colors and stuff which i loved it's like visually so so beautiful but also the story is just uh obviously it comes from james baldwin and my sister who has read the book which i haven't read yet but i'm gonna borrow off her she said that it was basically incredibly true to, to the book and okay. even some of the dialogue is exactly the same right. um and uh it's a heartbreaking story it like really pulls at your heartstrings and it's also as well as being sort of heartbreaking for just for their love it's frustrating that the situation is as it is in as you watch it um and i i felt like it was it was it almost felt like a a play because it um felt and i think it is intended to be like allegorical so it's it's like an allegory for you know this is happens in this one story etc but it happens all the time yeah like this constantly could, this could, this be, could anyone. be anyone and this is so many people mm. especially in like america so yeah um it really yeah it got me like riled up um but also like just really upset um but it and it stays with you and i think everyone should go see it and it's very very good well i have to find someone else that's not you to go and see it with now <laughs> who, who will it be no one i know um <laughs> can't I'm go with anyone genuinely else. wondering like who will i ask other than i'd go see it again but the you? only problem is is that it's not like showing in cinemas a lot so even like the independent cinema in manchester was only showing it for two weeks which is not very long oh that's strange and then uh, my it's sister, quite a big film. Well, yeah. Well, my sister, as he was saying, they went last night and there was only four people at the Odeon watching it. And when I went to the independent cinema to watch at home, there was only maybe 25, 30, really? which is like shocking because it's such a big film to me. Was it's it like, in the big room in home? It was in one of the big, bigger ones, not the huge one. It is to me like a film that's been so in my like sightline. I've been waiting for it loads that, that you think there's all the hype about it and loads of people are going to be there. And then all of a sudden, isn't it? It's like, what is that telling us? Like, why? why? It's, it's made by an Oscar winning director you know moonlight won the best oscar how come it's not got as much press and speak about it and i think that speaks a lot to to what the story is as well so um yeah but absolutely recommend it i thought it was great um and apart from that i've been watching at home uh because of something that we're going to next week i have watched all of queer as fuck have you yeah, you haven't it, told me. You. <laughs> you haven't told me. Okay. Oh my god, this is so exciting. I'm obsessed with not telling Olivia things so that we can only talk about them on the podcast. So what? <laughs> oh my god. Right. Okay. Let me just take this all in. So, what did you think? <laughs> I loved it. It's so good. It's so good. I, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So it's for anyone who doesn't know, get your head out of the sand. But get your head out your ass. Get out your ass. It's Chris Folk, it's written by Russell T. Da- Russell T. Davis. Yeah, Russell saying. T. Davis. Yeah. And um, it's based around a group of gay men in Manchester in the late 90s. Correct. Um, and it's like all like the bits of Canal Street and like bits of Manchester, which is like well funny. I always love like watching things that are based around those bits. Well, it's so funny because what to me, to me when I watched it, yeah. when I first started going out in the village when I was maybe about 
16 yeah that was what it was like yeah then. yeah yeah well, and i can imagine i came just as that just as things were changing that sort of faded yeah. Um, yeah but it really reminds me like i identify so much with the main boy for that of yeah. like being introduced to this whole world because it was very sort of it really captures that that feeling oh, that, definitely. that i had yeah 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 um i thought <laughs> that aside from like my only negative is that some of the acting is leaves a lot to be desired but <laughs> apart from that <laughs> But it's, it's, it's not it's not this really artistic No, exactly, thing. which is quite it's nice that it's yeah. not it's just like here are some. It's people like cold feet for young bits. gay guys, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um I thought it was great and I I didn't realise before I watched it that Aidan Gillen was like played um played Stuart, who's right. like, you know, the main sexy one. Yes. And I can't believe how much he is shagging everyone with his eyes all the time. Yeah, he's got shag eye. <laughs> he's got absolute shag eye. Yeah. <laughs> and I love him anyway, because he's in Game of Thrones. He plays um, Lord Baelish. Oh, I didn't who, know that. I didn't watch right, Game of Thrones. Right, yeah. Who um, me and my friends used, always used to call Lord Delish anyway, because we think it was really sexy. Uh-huh. Did and he do shag eyes in that? Well, he, yeah, which I didn't realise okay. like was his, obviously, M.O. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, as, as soon as he came on, I was like, oh my God, there's Lord Delish in his young days. <laughs> Lord shag eyes. Yes, <laughs> Lord shag eyes. Um, I thought he was brilliant. I thought his character was brilliant um and they're, they're all they're all great and what I, what I really liked about it um was how i think it's like a really nice depiction of like queer friendship or like and yes. friendship within like a, a, queer, a queer community, community. yes um and how you know like him and the main character have this really complex relationship yeah and because they've been friends for a very long time and they have this sort of like admiration for each other which which like comes up against like butts up against things all the time and stuff like that and like i just thought it was really really like nuanced in a, in a way that the rest of the whole program doesn't particularly come across as but then the inter- interpersonal relationships do i think it allows you to think of that for yourself yes. like it reminded me a lot um the autostraddle article that i quoted from last week about being union friendships and sort of like that time existing for a yeah, very specific exactly. period it, it's it's very that and i think as a as a queer person that's even more concentrated because it's kind of like you usually come to a new place you have to completely sort of revolutionize revolutionize who you are and how you want to kind of come across and make all these friends in a way that you've never had to make them before and it's yeah. all a new context all a new ball game and all these different social rules and ways of being and interactions that are so new to you it's like an assault on the senses i think and um i think that's really explored through the character of the young the young guy nathan nathan Yeah. yeah um and but also i think that you don't why i think it's so good and why it has such universal appeal is yes this this is so pertinent and concentrated in a queer experience but everybody has that experience in in some way yes um i just think that by and large for queer people it's all the more intense yeah um and i feel like it really captures that so well and we're going to have um we're going to see a QA with the writers next week and a couple of the the actors including anthony cotton who i was obsessed with in that i loved his character so much i think it was just like such a delight yeah um so i'm really pleased he's gonna be i can't believe you haven't told me that you'd watched it all i'm so happy i'm so happy i have been pecking your head to watch you have yeah and it's always been like a thing i've been like right gotta watch that gotta watch that gotta watch that but then very much pressured by the fact that we're going to this q a which i was like i don't want to go to that completely blind because i'll definitely talk about bits and i want to know some 
something yeah you probably and remember just, way more than me now like, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah probably and i just started watching it and then was like oh right well i've watched it all <laughs> yeah it's not actually that much of it no um i think there's like 10 episodes all together mm. uh yeah no loved it my other favorite thing just as a little uh, end note was that i sometimes watch like tv with subtitles just when i'm like doing bits or whatever if i'm like drying my hair yeah i do that <laughs> or like yeah. you know washing up or something just helps and my favorite thing a lot of the time you know if music plays in a tv show with subtitles will tell you the actual song but this like every time it went into a one of the like gay bars it would just say house <laughs> in caps and i was like yes that encapsulates that time <laughs> so perfectly um and actually speaking of that this weekend, because it's been 20 years since Queer um, as Folk was filmed in Manchester. Yes. Um, which is why there's the Q&A, et cetera. Um, Cruise 101 or Cruise LOL, as I like to call it, because that's what it looks like it says. Um, <laughs> which, was, <laughs> which was one of the biggest gay bars in uh, the village, uh, was used as Babylon for the yes. filming. And yes. this weekend they are becoming Babylon again. Oh my God, why aren't we going to that? Because literally, I think they only did like press for it today. <laughs> but our friends um, who are a gay couple are going. Are they? Yeah, and they've just decided like last night, they like wrote it on Twitter and I was like, oh my God, have the best time because I've just finished watching Babylon. Um, so if you are a queer in Manchester, you want to pretend like you're in queer as folk and dance loads of house music and slick your hair back with some nice oily grease, Get yourself down to Cruise Lol slash Babylon. I'm going to text Tom and, and Jamie and time. see what's the hap. And um, <laughs> well, I hope that I hope that the drink prices are also reflective <laughs> yeah. of the 90s. That'd be really nice. <laughs> and all the boys are wearing tight crop tops. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. And for anyone who wants to like see some great queer through the times cult like media, get watching Queer as Folk. It's well, all on all four so it's easy to there's to been find. talk a couple of years ago about them doing a reboot of that as well well they did make um cucumber yeah. a few years ago which was also russell t davis if i'm not mistaken no you're right yeah, yeah um which was also based in manchester about like an older group of gay men mm. um and i am in that what yeah there's a bit where it like scans market street and like you know just like a crowd shot and right at the front of it is me my ex-girlfriend and our mate adam and um, it literally scans it. And it's so funny because it looks like we're acting because one of us, like, I think it's Adam goes sort of like, oh, like, sort of like, where Makes are we going gesture, kind of yeah. thing. And Sean goes like, she sort of puts a hand to her mouth, goes like, mm, and then like points in a direction. <laughs> and then we all go that way. So it looks like we were acting like, but we had no idea we were in it. And then all oh, of a sudden so we did saw you, it. you didn't see any no, cameras? No, no, we had no, we had no idea. So you only saw it when and you were And we'd like watching, just moved to Manchester When you were watching well. the programme, you yeah, just well, saw it. Yeah, well, somebody watched it, one of our mates, and then was like, what? And then we were like, what? And then we started, and then we watched it. And we're like, shit, that is us. So oh yeah. God. So Get your 250 pounds yeah. extra fee, please. So <laughs> yeah, I, I need it. Um. <laughs> So yeah, watch Cucumbers. Well, I really enjoyed that when that, when that came out. I liked the, uh, uh, you know, again, the exploration of the, like, the gay scene. And also for that, it being, like, some, some older, like, people. So it not just being, like, here's all the youth, but here's what people do throughout their lives as queer people. Um, Speaking yeah. of reboots, there's um, more intel on the L word reboot. <laughs> intel, this just in. Yeah. Let me know. Um, so from Autostraddle this week. Lots of Bet, Shane and Alice, a little browner and a little less cis, oh, which is what we were speaking nice. to a yeah. couple of weeks ago. We were saying we hope that they were sort of addressing Good, that sounds great. those issues. I also heard 
that um, the new producers are hoping that Jennifer Beals, Leisha Haley, Kate Menning will be in all eight of the episodes. Wow, okay. Which I didn't realise because I thought that they would only maybe be in... A couple. Or like, yeah, like even one. one. Just yeah. to be like, here, here are the new are. ones, yeah. bye. <laughs> and then like Shane would say something about like having short fingernails or I don't know. And then just walk <laughs> off into the sunset. I don't know. Um, but I think that they're going to have more of a major, um, a major role. So that will be good. Great. So on from um, TV to um, podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot of um, podcast imbibing, as I <laughs> usually do. <laughs> Quaffing down that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, I hate me. <laughs> that was horrible. No, please continue. Quaffing <laughs> Yeah, so I've been listening to quite a lot of podcasts as per usual, and a couple of that I've been listening to um, Mark Maron's What the Fuck podcast, um, WTF, and he had on um, recently Mandy Moore, right, um, off of This Is Us and that film where she dies as a teenager. What to remember? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to remember what that that was called. Yeah, and just all those main bits. And obviously she was famously married to um, Ryan Adams. Right, yeah. And this was before, obviously since then, as most people will have seen in the news, a lot of um, allegations have come out um, about him. Won't go into the specifics of that because it's all quite um, specific. But basically there's been accusations of sexual misconduct and psychologically abusive behaviour yeah. against um, like young women. Yeah. Um, you can read more about that, but um, Mandy Moore didn't really like speak to that explicitly because I think this was probably recorded before before that had come out. it had all yeah. come out officially. But she did definitely like allude to it and was talking about how you know she had in the marriage she just had no sense of self like a sense of identity was really stripped away and she was I felt so moved by how she was talking and Mm -hmm. it really just sort of hit me in the guts I guess and she was so raw and vulnerable and honest in it I really really respected that because she didn't have to do that for for a podcast and I think that it was a really important thing that she did because I think that she in her sort of anecdotal evidence around it she really pointed out some real key um sort of signs of emotional abuse in relationships and gaslighting and how all these things can massively snowball and have you know a huge huge effect on your life over time and I think she was with him for maybe seven years and it got to a point where her best friend was talking to her um, about these things and said, you know, I mean, this is probably the least of her worries in a sense, but still a big one that she said, you know, if you, as long as you're with this person, you will have no career and you'll never reach any of the potential that, you know, you're meant to reach. Right. Because the time that she was with him, she didn't really work that much and she was just sort of living to support him and yeah. um not not necessarily not financially but emotionally yeah. and yeah. just always being there and always at the end of the phone and couldn't really concentrate on her own life yeah there was just no room for it because his life was like their shared life right yeah um 
And yeah, it was just really, really, um, it was really emotional interview. So mm-hmm. I would highly recommend going um, and listening to that. Yeah. But also on um, the sort of lighter, funnier um, spectrum, the week before he did Yardley Smith, who plays Lisa Simpson in The oh, Simpsons. The best. Amazing. But also a really raw and emotionally honest okay, yeah. um, interview. But if you're just looking for a laugh, the first 20 minutes is him doing... Um, an interview with Krusty the Clown <laughs> and they both they're like they're both such comedians and they're riffing off each other and it's the funniest it's just the funniest thing so that um, sounds good even yeah. if you just listen to those first 20 minutes then um then listen to that but unfortunately going back to um Manny Moore and Ryan Adams it's not the only um story that's come out about sexual misconduct this week um r kelly has also been yeah charged this week hasn't he yeah so we just found out this evening it's been released that r kelly has actually been charged with 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual assault some involving underage victims so um obviously we spoke about r kelly in one of our earlier episodes and about how we hoped that it would all of the um discussion around the allegations against him would lead to uh, an actual charge and, and some justice and it looks like some justice may be served so um we'll be watching that see what happens with him uh, eventually obviously there'll be a, case, a court case etc so yeah and we also can't um whilst talking about these big issues of the week we absolutely can't ignore the ongoing and ever-evolving story that is the um Jussie Smollett um yeah. saga that has been unraveling at such a rapid and confusing pace over yeah. the past couple of weeks just absolutely yeah like you say unraveling I I, I was just so sh- shocked when I saw that the that the police want to charge him for um was it making a false statement state making a false statement yeah it is believed and alleged that he filed a fake police report filed a fake police report and i think the sort of rumors allegations are that he hired some people to perform an attack on him for reasons <laughs> i mean reasons that haven't been confirmed not confirmed but are rumored to be that he is unhappy with is his unha- salary unhappy with salary Empire. and thought that i th- i think he thought but if this is the case maybe the thinking was that it would like garner it would sympathy garner or? sympathy and make him more famous and therefore make him worthy of more money yeah if it is true it is utterly disappointing and shocking and mad and i think that i would like to just reserve judgment until like any facts can be found i think i think if it's true it will just do so much to unravel unravel progress and i think there will be yeah it does so much harm there will be such uh there will be such an inevitable backlash as there always has been in history against i mean it's bad enough for people of color and gay people especially in america but i think that if this turns out to be false and that he's been lying about it i am you know even more concerned because i think that there's yeah. always there's always such um there's always such a strong reaction and a friend of ours who um who is dating someone who lives in america and mm-hmm. spends quite a lot of time there said um that where um her partner lives there has already been a huge spike in um attacks against 
gay men in that area since this story has broken out yeah which is just horrifying and you you can't obviously like say with any complete clarity that it's related to that but i think that you only have to look at trend you know trends whenever something like this happens to see how it can have really devastating um knock-on effects but like like you say we can't we can't say with any conviction what what the status of this is yeah and unfortunately because this is just moving so quickly by the time this podcast comes out i mean i think it's important for us to recognize that the story could be somewhere else completely yeah so at, at the moment that's where it is um and yeah if it if it turns out to be true it just like like say you know we hear about uh homophobic racial attacks all the time and things like this where if this is true someone has used that uh use those discriminatory like markers uh for their own gain it does like not fairly but it does impact on people's um ability to believe people who have actually been attacked often there's so, there's so many attacks that happen that somebody making up an attack is just will only like we say heed progress in believing victims so it's yeah very uh concerning and we will be keeping an eye on it so yeah that's that and another um key lgbtq um news story from the week is um ellen page who seems to be featuring really heavily on the podcast for the past (laughs) couple of weeks but she is really she's really i think um come to decide that activism is where it's at for her and she's um, just kind of going for it so um you know respect to her for Mm -hmm. for doing that and and not being afraid to be the one to to speak out and she's not sort of like hiding under the parapet so to speak yeah um but she came out on twitter um questioning um chris pratt because he's been speaking quite a bit about his church on um I think it was on the Colbert show. Right, yeah. He was talking about a diet that he did through his church. Okay. It's like some kind of biblical diet. I don't, right. I don't really know. Some loaves of bread and some fish? <sighs> don't know. I think it's like no carbs or I don't know what that's got to do with Jesus. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, she said, so it, it's quite like an infamous church, I think. Yeah. It's a specific church. And she says, if you are a famous actor and you belong to an organization that hates a certain group of people, don't be surprised if someone simply wonders why it's not addressed. Being anti-LGBTQ is wrong. There aren't two sides. The damage it causes is severe, full stop, sending love to all. Mm-hmm. Um, so he attends, I think it's called Zoe Church. Right. And um, apparently they're infamous for being against um, LGBTQ mm-hmm lifestyles um so to speak and then he's he's come back and said that that isn't the case but she's just saying but it is though yeah um yeah because i think that they sort of give a bit of um a skirting around it line you know in their sort of manifesto of what they're yeah about really and it does it does raise that question of like can you be can you um ascribe to a faith uh and but pick and choose your your like pick and choose what you take from it yeah and um, i thought i how you live i sort of think you either you know you either care about lgbtq people or you don't yeah there doesn't need to be this sort of like skirted around response you either care about them or you don't you either value them the same as straight people or you don't don't. yeah and it, it really just should be as simple as that so obviously there is more 
nuance to this and Ellen Page is just trying to cut through the bullshit and I think good on her for doing that. Yeah. In a similar vein, um, actually, I've got for you, um, you're not going to believe it, two pods in a row, some sports news. Oh my God. It's time for... Sporty Spice. <laughs> so many drum rolls. So many drum rolls, but so I just think, rolls. can you ever have enough? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> so, um, what's yes. the what's the Sporty Spice this right. week? So, it's not good. It's not good. Unlike last week's, uh, Martina Navratilova has been severed as a sort of ambassador for an LGBT group that she was an ambassador for over some transphobic comments she's made. Yes. Um, she has said that it is cheating to allow transgender women to compete in women's sport as they had unfair physical advantages. She says, it's insane and it's cheating, says, I quote. I'm happy to address a transgender woman in whatever form she prefers, but I would not be happy to compete against her. It would not be fair. Um, and essentially, she was called out as being transphobic and they, uh, the group Athlete Ally, uh, with whom she was uh, on its advisory board, uh, has sacked her um, as an ambassador and off the board because they do not agree with her comments. Uh, similarly, in sports... You know the runner Casta Semenya? No, sorry. I'm not very up on okay. my sports. Casta Semenya is a South African track runner. Oh, who... wait. Is this the one where it's all about the Olympics? And it was really horrible. Yes. And, yes, and I do know who so that is. So she has high levels of testosterone. Yes, I know. Which are naturally elevated. Yeah. And yeah. Um, she's got like hyperandrogenism. So, yeah. and there's all this talk about whether or not she should be allowed to, uh, whether or not she should be allowed to compete as a woman. Uh, yes. in in her sport and she has gone to court about this so she's going to court she's going to be hearing in march about uh, a decision at a hearing and i thought you know they're quite similarly linked and for me my main issue with it is that there's all this talk around like should um trans women should um women with high levels of testosterone be allowed to compete as women blah blah blah, blah. i just uh <laughs> as we'll be getting on to, but I don't agree with um, the idea that to that being a woman is only a certain thing physically. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I don't personally. And that the fact that it's like policing women's bodies to be like, you have to be within a certain criteria yeah. of physicality. Otherwise, yeah. you're not a woman. Because then, then where does that begin and end? Well, exactly. And why, and why <laughs> are we saying that that means that that like like Casta Semenya isn't a woman so she can't yeah. she can't um, she can't compete as a woman yeah. because she isn't a woman but it's like no she is a woman she's just that is her 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 body as a woman yeah and it's the same as being like oh you have this certain amount of muscle mass so you can't compete or you have this certain amount of fat or you're this mm. height like bodies are going to be different exactly and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, there's always going to be such a wide um, a wide spectrum anyway because there are billions of us. Yeah, so exactly. Surely. And it, and it, shouldn't, it should not matter what your physicality is. If, you're, if you identify as a woman, you should be able to compete as a woman. So when will she find out? I think it's sometime in March. I don't know the exact date, but I'll be keeping... Ah, March 26th. So we'll be keeping an eye on that and we'll let you guys know when we hear um, what happens with the case. But um, I stand with her in her fight to be recognised as a woman, which is stupid. <laughs> Here we are. So on to other things 
that we don't agree with. Olivia, it's time for... I don't agree with it. So now for the second week of I don't agree with it. We hope you love it. We did have some good feedback. Yeah, (laughs) everybody hates everything. So that works out really well. But um, the thing that it was just so easy for me to come up with it this week. It It was pretty easy too. It landed in my lap. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. So. Here we go. (laughs) I was out and about at the weekend, Mm -hmm. as is my want. And. um, You're a lady of the town. I was. I was sat next to a group of a group of women and not really engaging, like doing some other bits, but sort of half listening to this their... This was a, a thing that you were at the same thing together. It sounds like you're just sat next to some strangers. Oh yeah, no, we were we were at the same <laughs> yeah. we were at the same thing. And I was sort of half listening, half like doing some other things. But they were all they're all married and they were all talking about what um what songs they had at their weddings, right, their okay. respective yeah. weddings. And they're all sort of going, oh, no, this song, that song, a thousand years, Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran. But <laughs> the, one, the one that one of them said for their actual wedding song, mm. actual, the like main, first yeah, the main one was All Star by Smash Mouth. No, it was not. That Shrek song, the, the <laughs> Shrek song. That is Shrek song, you can't take Shrek song. It's the Shrek song from the beginning of Shrek, off of Shrek, and I mean um, everyone, most people know what that song is, but they don't know it because it was their fucking first dance. What the hell? And they said it was some. There's a line. They said, "Oh, there's like a line in it that is like life isn't always like fairy tales." And they were like, "And you know, that's just what a marriage is. So that's why it really spoke oh to us God. as their wedding song." Do you know what that reminds me of? What? When I went to thailand with my cousin we were we, we were hanging out with these people in the tattoo shop i don't know why we became friends with these tattoo guys anyway um some the, it was on code pp where a thousand people go to get the most drunk and whatever is it like lives. a full moon party place yeah it's like a proper proper party okay. island and um people coming and going getting loads and loads and loads of as we like to call them shat which are shit tattoos yes um and two lads came in from leeds and i just remember them so vividly and they're like yeah we're gonna get like a mate's tattoo we're gonna get a mate's tattoo and i was like oh yeah cute what, what are you gonna get or whatever um and they're like we're both just gonna get like on their forearms like massive in like what was probably comic sans yeah good friends are hard to come by wow. just just that and i went oh and they went because it's true isn't it and i was like I was like, yes, a lot of things are true. <laughs> you don't need to get them tattooed on my body in Comic Sans. So, um, yes, that 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 just reminded me of that when you said that, like, that's what a wedding, that's what a wedding, that's what a marriage is like. If so. we were to get um, a friendship chateau, I don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> where probably be where it. would where would the placement be? Oh, forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In between the brow glad we had this chat great um so that's my i don't agree with it do you not agree with it as well? i i too don't agree with it smash mouth it should be reserved for only shrek and shrek only <laughs> <laughs> i agree so um what don't you agree well, with interestingly mine is, mine has a tie to yours as really? it did last week which i didn't um i didn't fully re- realize or expect okay um so mine links links back to the Brits, um, and and therefore just something that popped up on the Brits as Ooh. it always fucking as it always. My does. mind is racing trying to guess, um, and made me remember I don't agree with it, and it's quite oh. a big one this this what week. What is it? We'll have to go into it. So uh, my uh, I don't agree with it. Two words: Ed Sheeran. You've already said them. Okay. I do not agree with Ed Sheeran. Was he out the Brits? He won that like. Um, global success award for the second year running right apparently um 
which number one is stupid anyway and speaks to the level of like popular music in our country if we can't find somebody else who's a global success fucking do it like there are loads of people it doesn't have to be fucking Ed Sheeran every time yeah I just don't agree with Ed Sheeran because I don't get it so bland so boring as (laughs) I once had to wait 45 minutes traffic because I accidentally left the house when he was coming out uh people coming out of his gig and it was like 11 at night and usually like a dead easy drive home and it was like 45 minutes of traffic from mine no it was from my friends who live in near you I was cat sitting and I just like left to like go home and usually it's like a dead nice like 10 minute drive and it took me 45 minutes just to get like out of northern quarter because everyone was like coming out of their fucking ed sheeran as i called him at that point i think some on twitter (laughs) something like hetero white jesus (laughs) 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 which is why i do not agree with ed sheeran i just what's your opinion on ed sheeran um i i don't agree with him i don't i don't hate him like i think that he can write some catchy I think, catchy tunes I think for the masses, he can write great but, songs but, but I, I don't want him to be the face no, of them he's he's been inflated to a level that is just so yeah, it's like a macy's day parade yeah astronomically above his worth sorry <laughs> <laughs> don't worry olivia i agree with it um, because i don't agree with it but like that's not to say that like i think he's shit i don't i don't like, think he's a horrible person no. and i don't think and i think he has talent but i think his talent um lies in songwriting but he wrote some of my some of the best songs for one direction (laughs) what did he write for one direction a couple of the like ballady ones um okay which is like very him do you know what i mean like little things come on it's all over yeah it's got all over it and also my other thing sorry about oh i remember what i actually called him was um hetero nostalgia jesus because he loves nostalgia. His favorite thing is to be like, oh, I'm like oh, on a car or in, in the yeah, middle of nowhere because yeah. I grew up in the countryside. Yeah, or like, I love and, you when oh, I'm a really old man. Yeah, and my legs because I also loved you when I was a tiny child. And look at me, <laughs> I'm on a playground. I hate it. Don't agree with it. Yeah, fair, fair, <laughs> fair one. So yeah, that's that concludes. I don't agree with it. Join us next week to find out what we do not agree with. Yeah, well, I don't think we'll ever be stuck for content for that segment. So absolutely, absolutely not. No, no. Um, so I'm assuming then that your track of the week is going to be an Ed Sheeran one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I got all hepped up about it and then I couldn't stop listening to him. <laughs> yeah, it's A Team. Um, no, <laughs> my track of the week is actually um a an artist i have discovered called sir baby girl which i think is a great name that is a great yeah. name it's perfect so it's this one person who has just that their, their debut albums just come out last week i think it was and they do like loads of like uh, sort of sort of electro-y quite like fun really sort of teenage songs i, I can't remember is how this old high they school are. again <laughs> you're obsessed with high school i told you olivia my favorite genre of things it's high school yeah well, okay you're not wrong you're staying true to form yeah well think on right <laughs> so, so um yeah so baby girl um they identify as non-binary and bisexual um and so they're super queer and um they have released this album which has a couple of like great tracks on it um one that i'm obsessed with at the moment called haunted house which is all about like going to a party and like falling out with your friends and then like having no friends by the morning and being like oh parties are so anxiety inducing that is such a thing of that that age exactly and another really great one called flirting with her which is all about like which is all about like flirting with a girl you like just start like wanting to see and stuff and it's like all about like borrowing each other's clothes and then looking the same and it's really cute (laughs) and like it just is really really good but all the music's like dead fun and like 
got some good beats to it and stuff like that. So I absolutely recommend that. It's my track of the week and will be on the podcast. The first the song podcast will the be first, on the playlist. <laughs> the first song that you were talking about um, with like falling out with friends at a party and yeah. things also reminded me of a recommendation that I wanted to make for a podcast this week. So it's the How to Fail with Elizabeth Day um, podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. And Pandora Sykes off of the Hilo was right. on that this week. And she was talking about... Um, growing up and how trauma traumatic um friendships can be and how intense they can be um at that time and she was talking about how she was once um sent a note by her group of friends saying that there wasn't enough room for her in the group anymore and she was ostracized in the group happened so much i think yeah and she was at a boarding school so there was nowhere to kind of escape it yeah and she talked about just like howling and sobbing into her baked beans in the canteen (laughs) there's just nowhere to kind of go yeah um but she said that it had this really like profound and intense impact on her so they were a group of of three yeah they since like patched it up and they maybe like made different friends and it was all fine in the end as it inevitably is for most people but she said that after that she had this sort of pathological fear of um friendships where there are three people and she would try and avoid them because she would find there was a lot of anxiety around it of like will i be liked am i about to be 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 turfed out yeah Yeah. Mm. um and i thought oh you know i think everybody who grew up under like similar circumstances can probably identify i think that it's quite common to have like the being turfed out or being the turfy like um weird dynamic that can happen in friendships i could never be the turfy oh my god me neither who is what kind of person is the turfy i don't know i don't think yeah i always think like okay i always think like who are the people because obviously in your own mind you have this narrative where like you're the the main hero of it obviously of your own <laughs> life or you should be and i'm the anti-hero of mine <laughs> yeah <laughs> self-saboteur <laughs> um but you always you always kind of like see yourself as like the sort of virtuous good one and there are other like evil characters and good characters yeah. and you sort of narrativize it yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in that yeah. way but who are the people who you know dump people and don't give a shit and who are the people who ostracize pe- yeah, people who, from friendships bully yeah because because yeah. in our lives there's always the bully there's always someone who dumps you in a really horrible way or there's always you know someone who doesn't treat you right and you have this whole like narratives or these big narratives around these key moments that are really difficult to go through and i kind of think like i always see myself as like the person who has those things like happen to them yeah but who are the people who are doing it and did they do they think of themselves like how I think right. of myself? Yes. Do you know what I'm trying no, to that, say? No, no, I know, I know exactly what you're trying to say. I think I see myself very similarly to you, like how you see yourself. So I also think that the people do the things to me or whatever. Yeah. And therefore, yeah, no, who are these people? I, but that, that's constantly, I'm always thinking like, I'm so far removed from being able to do X thing, Y thing, that I can't understand what kind of person you are that could do that thing. Yeah. And that's like, yeah interesting are they thinking like that or are they just like but the thing is they probably as a gen as a sort of very much a generalization have had a bunch of things that have happened to them and which they also think are like these are the things happened to me and then they just happen to be people that also act out from that and well, do I, bad things for other people i kind of thought that the that probably the real tragic answer is is that the things that they might have done to me or i perceive to as, as being done to me doesn't even really enter into their consciousness as like a key thing so to them it'll be like oh you know um here are my key tragedies or big big moments and maybe you know them being nasty to me about something 15 years ago will not factor into their life in any way and they won't even remember it probably which 
you know, further just twist the knife. God. But um, yeah, I was thinking about that a lot, but that that's a good podcast Bleak. to catch up on. Bleak House. Bleak right. House. So what's your track of the week? Is it a bit, is it a bit more... Uh bit more positive than that (laughs) (laughs) so my track of the week is um based off the back of our um guardian article success um so a friend of mine sent me this um track and said um to paraphrase (laughs) i imagine you and lucy um dancing around the room and like going on a wild night out like and this is the soundtrack in the film <laughs> of like this moment of you being like really happy about your in podcast press movie. yeah that, by the way. and like this is our big moment and anyway okay. it's by a band called agar agar i assume that's how you pronounce it, like agar jelly not agar agar i don't know is it agar agar is it agar agar anyway it's just it's spelled <laughs> that way okay and um, it's called Prettiest Virgin. And we all know that virginity is, of course, a patriarchal construct and it is not true. And there is no such thing as a virgin and there's no such thing as virginity. It's all some bullshit. But Prettiest Virgin is a really good song and it's <laughs> real sexy. It's, it's a good it's a good bop. A I good, sent it yeah, to you, you didn't did, I? Yeah, and I uh, agree. It is a good one. Um, yeah, so we'll put that on the... Um... We'll put that on the playlist as well. And yeah, it'll get you in the, in the mood to go out on a wild one with us. I know. I can't imagine being in the mood to go out on a wild one ever again. No, no me I just need to shift this absolute lurgy. Don't worry. We'll, we'll be out back there before you know it. Although, actually, one thing that I didn't mention at the top of the podcast, the one thing that has been my tonic this week yeah. has been, for the second week in a row, may I add, mm. Sally Cohn's been in touch. You're married now, aren't you? Honestly, she's been in touch. This is the second week in a row that she's been in touch. And because I... Only because you reached out to her again. Well, absolutely. I don't expect her just yeah, to slide into to, my yeah, DMs. No, just, she's just, an international just, just celebrity. Sure <laughs> she's an international celebrity of absolute gorgeousness and perfection. And when I was like in my ultimate fevered dream of life on yeah. Monday night slash early hours of Tuesday morning, I did an Instagram story of me reading her book in bed with like a honey and lemon oh, drink. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. And she replied to it saying like, oh, feel better. I hope that my book is healing. And I was like, so oh my cute. God, you've healed me Your best friends now. Yeah, but also you haven't because I'm still ill, but it's still really so nice. So how was, how is the book? Have you been reading anything else? Is that what you've been reading? <clears throat> I've just, I have, I have been reading it, but I haven't, um, I haven't finished it. And I've, I've been taking a bit of a, dip with reading i think just because i haven't been feeling that well so it's hard to concentrate on books yeah when you have to like stop and cough in your guts yeah yeah so on to another of our most honorable mentions it is time for celine watch you again i failed to do the research you found the the hot gossy we left it last week as um wondering if celine's going to come back on the allegations of her being pulled from her was it her age agency? No, her management company yeah. or something? And the, they were wanting all the $10 million billion. Has she said anything? What she got to say for herself? <sighs> Tell me about Celine. So she has um, she has responded okay. to the allegations. So um, on her official Facebook page, um, right. she has said, um, Celine Dion responds to ICM Partners claims as reported in Billboard magazine, which is the article that we read out last week and she has said i won't go into all of the preamble because we already know that but she is um refuting it and saying i'm sad and disappointed by this false report that i'm refusing to pay icm or rob prince i know that my team has made several very fair and generous offers to them and we really put a lot of effort in trying to work things out said celine dion 
um, CDA Productions, Las Vegas Incorporated, and Celine Dion have no further comments. Okay. So obviously things will progress because if they're going to carry on with making a get sued mm. then things will progress but um i don't know whether they would settle it out of court or yeah. she's she said that they have that they've made, made offers. offers but obviously they feel like those offers aren't, aren't fair aren't enough or whatever yeah, yeah so yeah we'll be watching that on celine watch as we go along this journey with celine i hope that she comes good from it yeah um, i mean all the comments on facebook are oh very God, very so um, much support supportive but i guess they all like her page so they're not gonna hate her yeah but. well exactly for now we'll just look at celine in retail because that might be where she ends up oh <laughs> no never 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 our celine great good work so have we had any beautiful interactions with anyone this week on our socials etc anyone any huns to watch out for olivia huns to watch out for this week um I wanted to give a shout out to Dyke Blanchett, who now follows us on Instagram. If you haven't come across Dyke Blanchett, it's very funny. So it's a fairly newish Instagram account that's yeah. been around for a couple of months now. And it's just um, pictures of Kate Blanchett where she looks like a lesbian, yeah, basically. It's with, with like great little like, if Kate Blanchett were, the, were a lesbian captions. Yeah. Um, and it's loads of fun definitely recommend giving them a follow you won't regret it yeah i mean it's not something to be taken seriously but it is also very funny <laughs> yeah, so fun. I, fun. I felt very honored that they um, yeah, that definitely. they chose to follow us so very very pleased about that hi dyke blanchett we love you yeah and um also um make a scene in manchester is following us so if people don't know about this or you're not from manchester even if you are and you haven't heard of it it is um a queer um a queer sort of business where they um put on different um film nights that have a huge sort of cult queer following yeah and they do like an interactive showing of a film and get the audience loads involved and loads of chat over it do like a running commentary like we went to one of the witches we didn't did we? and we had to help our friend because our friend got called down to be the the kid that turns into the mouse yeah and we had to like pretend to, feed, to like hold her back while she turned into a little mouse yeah it was kind of like yeah sexy and confusing it was <laughs> it was great it's um, exactly but, what you want from a saturday evening yeah make a scene is is really fun and the next one that they have is in april and it is all time best ever queer dream film showgirls oh my word i cannot wait because i have not seen showgirls because oh she's gonna tell her own <laughs> sob story oh, right. now <laughs> It's my, it's my segment on the X Factor. Oh. Here it comes. The queer factor. Bring out the tiny violins. <laughs> She's only upset because it involves her being <laughs> naughty. So I was bought Showgirls by you. It was you, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, was, it was me. You. Yeah, it was me. Um, like back when we were at uni. On DVD on, when, on DVD, when people still did When that. people had them, yeah. And um, we, you were like, you have to watch it. It's so funny, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, yeah, okay, we'll watch it. It will be a great time. Then I went away for a weekend or whatever, came back to the news that <laughs> Olivia and our other mate who, are, who I lived with at the time had watched Showgirls without me. Uh-huh. My very own present <laughs> broke the seal on my DVD to watch Showgirls and then proceed to have loads of jokes about Showgirls and laughing loads about Showgirls all the time. And I had not seen fucking Showgirls, even though it was my present. And maybe I am stubborn and maybe I am still annoyed about it. <laughs> I'm not really. But uh, yeah, and then it was always like, oh, you have to watch Showgirls. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking watch it on my own because it sounds like such a good thing to watch with mates. Yeah. So now 
I'm pleased that I did have not seen it. And I get to go to this amazing, what will probably be fucking great showing. I'm glad that you'll get, girls yeah, you'll get to see from it on, the, on the big screen, which will be. And they're doing it in a casino. <laughs> which, which is, is unreal and hilarious and we will definitely be there but big shout out to make a scene it's loads of fun if you want to do something a bit different and i do think because they're doing it in a casino i can then bring my um gambling persona that i spoke about last week what's my <laughs> olivia the trick taylor yeah to the, to the <laughs> or olivia snap taylor i think is what we came up with in the end to the gambling <laughs> rooms yeah well i played some poker last weekend and i have to tell you i was good but also bad but i did remember how to play so i'm gonna yeah i'll take i'll, I'll take you to the tables did, did you win uh no I didn't lose, lose, but I did not win, win. Okay. Um, but it was loads of fun. And uh, yeah, I'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll take to the slots and to the roulettes. If you don't win, win, do you always lose money? Or can you win money just not as much as the winner? No. Well, the way that we play is like knockout. So no, right. only the winner wins, wins. Okay. So, sauce. But we didn't play for any actual money, so it's all good. Right, so that brings us to our goals for the week leading on to next week. Olivia, what is your goal? Let me know what you're going to deliver on. Deliveroo. <laughs> My goal is to um, not have this horrible illness. Oh, yes. Lots of R&R. Yeah, and to have like loads of baths and to um, not drink any alcohol this weekend yes that's one of that's a bit one of mine as well like because i've had two really heavy weekends of like drinking way too much and having tequila sunrises and god knows what else supping buck fast yeah like i'm a 15 year old scottish person and yeah no i think i think you need yeah just a good old rest yeah i also get your feet up. save money because yeah. two tickets to um <laughs> bikini kill ain't cheap yeah bikini kill was like 87 pounds yeah. so yeah. it was a lot of money yeah so quite a boring goal for um yeah, this week nice. often they are aren't they yeah. just to keep you on that track exactly tracula oh god uh, we're recording this very late yes <laughs> we are Yes, my goal similar, um, but also uh, in my goal, so I'm going back to my parents to have like a nice relaxing weekend in the countryside to not like be doing all the boozing. Party at Rich um, Dude's house, but not yeah, a party. but not unfortunately. Hopefully one day again. But uh, I have had in my mind for a quite a while like a story idea that I've been wanting to write down, but I haven't written anything down yet because I've been because I'm, I'm I'm very I'm very anxious about my writing and stuff. But with the advent of the potty and all the bits in my life, I've felt more confident. She about- can do anything. <laughs> this girl can. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my goal is to actually put down on paper, be it digital or actual. Uh, paper some words of this story that I have been harboring and like building in my mind for months do you so, like to write on paper or do you just uh, tend I, t- to write? I, t- I type now yeah. yeah just because like I've lost the ability to write in that really sad way that I can't really write that much anymore like you know unlike how I used to at uni when I used to write exams all the bloody time like now if I write for more than like three minutes my hand's like what are you doing i know do they type exams now on computers or i don't know i think they just um look at invigilator they scan their eyes and then uh the answers come out of them okay yeah, yeah seems fine so yeah that's They're all done my... in 0.7 seconds and then they just leave <laughs> yeah download and then off they go <laughs> that's the future yeah that, that's the future um so yeah that's my goal and that about wraps it up it's an absolute chunkington this week. Yeah. We thought last week was a lot, but... We, if you're still here, thank you. Yeah. Um, and Well done, I wouldn't be. <laughs> yes, you would. Yeah, I And would. you will be when you listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be loving you, leaving you, 
and longing for you. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye. It's, as always, quite small, but it always will be. Until I speak, and then it's really loud. <laughs>